Good morning, my friends. Uh, Skip here. Next episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, This will probably be uh, the June 8th episode, although I'm recording it on the 7th, but we'll see. I I tend to record them when the inspiration hits, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll get to, who knows, who knows. Uh, But I feel like I need to share some things here, and... uh, just wanted to do that. I'm also multitasking, so bear with me. Uh, and I want to thank you. Uh, we are up to 10,420-something total listens for the life of the podcast. Now, that does not translate into a big audience over two years, but I'm just my brain is just blown away by the fact that what I have shared with you in the context of this podcast has been listened to over 10,000 times. Uh, So if you're a long-time listener, thank you. If you're a new listener, thank you. If you know someone who might like this, who might get this, I uh, really uh, hope that you do feel uh, that it's okay to share it. However, uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to promote. If, If you know someone who you intuitively think might get this stuff, then please, please do share it. I want to talk a little bit today about dualism again, but I want to take a different approach. You know, the last episode was uh, about how to understand dualistic thinking and non-dualistic thinking. Uh, But I want to point out some ways in which we do that that I think might help us understand that more. Uh, so let's 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 do that. Let's let's go there. And forgive me as I sort of pace around and uh, get some steps in, maybe when I'm doing this. Let me start with sort of the definition of dualism that I gave in my last episode, which is really, uh, you know, <laughs> the simplest definition is that we live in a world that we've created where we determine our identity by comparison. We determine who we are by comparing ourselves to other places, other people, other things, you know, who has the nice car, who has the nice home, and we put our self-worth into that sort of dualistic comparison. And that's what we're trained to do, right? Uh, an A grade in school was better than a C grade in school. Pretty simple example, right? However, what if that C does not reflect the emotional intelligence of a student or the effort of a student or the struggle of a student? And this is where we have to really, this kind of thing is where we have to really question look at and try to live as much as we can outside of dualism. Because there are nuances in reality that dualism, well, dualism does not really help, period. Uh, Unless we're talking about sort of boundaries and rule-based behavior in a society. In other words... You know, the, the world we created does have good and bad. As I said in my last podcast, 
And if someone's intent on doing harm intentionally, then, you know, that has to be addressed. But that's the world we've created. We have created that by how we teach people, how we don't teach people. And I would even go as far as to say that dualism creates that notion itself. If you're a child and you're told you'll never amount to anything and you turn to a life of crime, let's say, to amount to something, then that's a, du- that's a reflection of a dualistic notion. <clears throat> so I want to take that in a little further. I want to go down that rabbit hole a little bit because I, I think that the idea of non-dualism is, is a difficult thing because we are so practical in our thought. We are so trained to believe that we need to be something other than what we are already. I mean, think about when you were in school. You know, there were the cool kids. There were the, the athletic kids. There were the nerdy, smart kids. We put these categories everywhere, and we have been taught that we need to fit into them. When, in fact, those categories are a very dualistic, uh, well, a dualistic way of thinking. But that's how our brains function. That's how we have been taught to be in the world, to find sort of categories to get our identity from. And I believe, what I read, what I hear in, in like the words of Buddha, the words of Jesus, the words of Gandhi, the the teachings of Mother Teresa, you know, all these great thinkers and and spiritual people, and, and even people I have met in my life, what I believe to be where we can find meaning is living beyond those notions, those categories, and those cultural conditions that we so tightly grab onto. And as a matter of fact, I think spirituality, and this is no surprise to you long-time listeners, is in fact that quest. It is not about religion or order or those things all constitute a type of dualism, in my view. Uh, I, I really believe that true spirituality is about a place where we can be authentically our loving selves. Now, if if a community can be built around that without power, without control, without monetizing or being transactional, I have yet to see it. But it's possible. I hope it's possible. So you see, we, we live in this world where the grade A is better than the grade C, where to be the boss is the best, to be the next boss is the next best, to be the next boss is the next best, to be... You know, the worker is, is the least of. And I will tell you, you know, if you want to look at the words of Jesus, where he, and I'm paraphrasing, where he says, you know, the first will be last and the last will be first. He upsets that order of dualism. <clears throat> and that's why he challenges the religion of his day so boldly. Is because he knows that when you give people some special piece of cloth or some title or some degree, that because we are dualistic thinkers, what we do with that is we try to gain power or preserve power. And sometimes we cloak that 
in saying that, well, we're seeking justice. And it may be that we are seeking justice, but we're seeking it in terms of the categories that we live out of as dualistically trained, dualistically conditioned people. Ultimately, my friends, what dualism is, is it is about othering people. We other people. We make people other than us, other than our religion, other than our culture, other than our race. (laughs) Excuse me. And we form, and we all do this. I want you to hear this. I'm not calling people racist, but I'm saying that in our culture, we have been taught that in order for us to be, our identity to be validated in life, that there must necessarily be an other of someone. We compare, we contrast ourselves. We come up with sayings like, oh, there but for the grace of God go I. Well, (laughs) That's fine for the person who has food to say, what about the person who doesn't? Does that mean they're outside of God's grace? I'm using air quotes. Do you see what I'm saying? I hope so. That we have a language, we have created a culture, we have created institutions that propose spirituality that are really just a reflection of our incomplete and misguided conditioning And so we have to other people. And when we other people, what we do then is we we determine our identity in juxtaposition to them. We determine our sort of expectations of people that way. If, you know, my spouse or my partner could just be this or that, then if I could just find the right job, if, if someone could just... And it's just it, that those statements are statements of dualism. Now, hear me, please hear me. I'm not saying that we have to accept what is wrong. Get help if you're in a relationship that's abusive or that you have issues with drugs and alcohol in your family. Do all the work you can to try to help people, to try to heal people. But what I'm saying is that we put our own identity, that those things give us an identity as something that we're not really. A victim, uh, a perpetrator, uh, 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 a pope, a bishop, a bodhisattva. uh, When really we're just all humans, And these sort of categorizations don't allow for healing. They don't allow for transformation. Let me give you, and I've used this example before, but it's really prescient. And I think it's really forefront in my mind right now. So I'm just going to tell you again. I uh, served in a very large denomination of the Christian faith for many years. And it was very hierarchical that there were people who were elders and deacons and people who have licenses and people who fully belong to the, to the institution and people who are just associated with the institution and just a, a myriad of categories, bishops, deacons, 
elders. Just mind-boggling. And here's what I want to say about that. Is that I witnessed people who were, and I'm using air quotes again, I do this a lot, sorry, elders in this institution, belittle, berate, put down, demean people who did not have their degree or their status or were able to wear the same you know, vestments that they could wear. And they did it frequently, and I'm, I understand they still do it frequently, and it, it, it is such a, a pure example of dualistic, hierarchical thinking that it's almost <laughs> baffling to me. I was given a job once, many years ago. They were trying to figure out what vestment a non-ordained person could wear. And I was sent to do research. I came back, and, and there are some, in, in ancient Catholicism, uh, scapulars were the way laity could identify themselves as leaders if they weren't ordained. But I received so much resistance for even thinking that a, a licensed person should get some sort of vestment because it threatened the power and control of the people in charge. And I saw a lot of undermining. I saw a lot of backstabbing. And that, you know, that was just one little brick in the wall of me finally understanding that everything we're doing is based in a sense of othering. We want to other. We want to identify. We want to demean and dismiss. And it's so true in our world. It's There are the A students and the C students. Even though the C student may work harder for the grade than the A student, even though the C student may struggle to get that C, and that is the very best that they can do, they are forgot at graduation, pretty much, right? So, this idea of drawing categories, drawing boundaries, making people other than that is dualistically uh, living. And it has failed us miserably, my friends. Look at all of this stuff that we have tried to figure out in this sort of dualistic notion of othering, of categorizing, of, of making people them and us, of, of that sort of mindset. Where has it gotten us? Well, I'm going to be bold here. It has gotten us nowhere. Matter of fact, I'm convinced it's hindered us in, in many ways. It's crippled our spirituality. It has put another layer that we have to dig through in order to find out that there really is no separation. There is a unity within what it means to be human. There is a completeness. There is a totality. There is a oneness, an at-oneness that we just forget because we don't know how to not categorize. We don't know how to not determine our worth by judging other people. We want to make ourselves feel better. We judge the person who has less. We want to make ourselves feel worse. We judge the person who has more. 
So, there you have it. Another little lesson in dualistic thinking. I hope it's helpful. Uh, it may have rubbed <laughs> a little bit on your soul, but that's okay. Take what you need, leave the rest. I'm just here to give you one more tool on the spiritual journey to authenticity. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.